You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross country news and discussion. I'm your host Jessica Loomis and I'm here with my husband and of course the amazing co-host Kyle. And today we are going to discuss the NCAA South Region championship meet that occurred november 15th in tallahassee florida here you are again adding superlatives to my name so what do you want there must be something that you must want if you're calling me amazing i do i want you to be invested in cross country and to pretend that you know what's going on for just two more episodes this season look i am invested do i know what i'm talking about absolutely not and i probably won't ever but here i'm trying and that's all that you can ask for at this point that's i was just about to say the same thing that is all i can ask for well thank you so do you know why this meet is important well i mean it's got championship you know potential uh, encompassed in this so i would say that's why it's important but is there another reason for it well pretty much yeah so this race determines who qualifies for the ncaa championships which is basically what you said i was about to say (laughs) come on just a little different you just love to be contradictory to me that's all no 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 i just wanted to make sure you know exactly what we're talking about yeah it's the regionals leading up to championships come on that's like every sports person should be able to understand that concept well to be fair college football didn't used to have playoffs so it could be confusing and it was much worse back in the day but they finally wised up i agree fully i just think we should have regionals and super regionals and Okay, well, let's not get crazy. But so this race, the NCAA South region. So obviously there's four regions. This race had 35 teams competing, obviously only from the South region. Top two teams in each race will qualify for nationals. And then the top four individuals who are not part of those teams that already qualified will have the chance to advance to nationals. Yeah, and to give you a little, it does, and to give people a little bit of perspective, last year, this is how Joyce Camellia last year was able to make it, because she came in third last year, uh, but the team did not do so well. Um, So, you know, we'll see, we'll talk about in just a second whether she made it or not. So, can I just actually um, comment on that? Because last year she placed fourth, not third. excuse me, fourth. But my point was she made it last year in the top four runners. Yes, she made it as a free agent. Free agent. That's a good way of thinking about it. I've never thought of it as free agency with cross country. Look at me actually knowing what that term means and using it correctly. This is just becoming a, a podcast of amazement here. I'm amazing. You're amazing me with your actual general sports knowledge here. So, well, well done. <laughs> Kudos all the way keep around going. to the co-host tonight. <laughs> Let's just keep going before I bomb this. <laughs> so, what I learned is that this meet, it was on a rolled gravel course. What? Yeah. What is okay. a rolled gravel court or course? Listen, what is this? I don't know. I also, when I was reading, it says that's very firm gravel. But I don't here, know. 
I don't know how gravel can be soft versus firm. I have a lot of questions. Here's here's what I know is that when you land on gravel after falling, it's hard. It's going to hurt. It hurt. I don't care if it's rolled. I don't care if it's crumbled. I don't care if it's sautéed. It is going to hurt when you fall on it. I know that doesn't make any sense, but that's my, my point still stands. What is the point of rolled gravel? Listen, what is the point? I'm about to get on my soapbox again oh, for Lord, the here we third go. year in a row. Everybody take a seat. Why are we traveling to Tallahassee, Florida for the South Regional Championship meet to have a course that is a freaking loop for cross country this, this is coming. absolutely asinine and infuriating year after year they have run on so many good courses over the seasons and yet we still choose to go to tallahassee florida where the course is a loop and the women have to run two loops and the men have to run three and a half loops this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. First of all, you have to have two separate finish lines because you have to have a men's finish line and a women's finish line. So the sheer amount of people and manpower it takes to move the finish line is dumb in and of itself. But also, this is cross country. This is not track and field. Nobody comes to run in a circle. This is ridiculous. Cross country is all about changing the scenery, changing the course. And if we're doing it on the same type of course, it's all rolled gravel, whichever the crap that means, and it's all a loop. So therefore, there's no men strategy to this game this really ticks me off and i'm completely fired up about it and i think it's trash well uh, i wasn't expecting that from you on this episode but uh well done i mean <laughs> i didn't know rolled gravel and loops get you so fired up but now i know those are two hot button topics to never talk about we've at talked dinner about now. loops before in cross country we've talked about how loops are completely irresponsible for a cross country meet that's not what cross country is it should never have a loop if you're gonna host a meet you need to have the actual space to have a course that's not loops that's ridiculous. Uh, it's just so ridiculous. It really ticks me off. Well, and, but let's talk about it this way. Let me play devil's advocate here. Why would the NCAA feel the need if loops are not or should not be the standard and rolled gravel for that matter? Why would they go to Tallahassee for the South Regional and not go somewhere else? Climate and parking. That's actually a very good point. I didn't think about the climate. I was thinking about it, but parking, I, I guess. I mean, think I you have to have people from all over the South region, 35 separate teams with at least five runners per team. So that's like, what, 200 people. I mean, it's not. It's 175 plus the free agents, plus all of their coaches, plus their families, plus the buses, plus, 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 you know, plus all the athletic trainers, everybody. So you've got potentially 500 people just for the women, plus the men, you know, I mean, so you have to have space to house all of these people, you know, space for their buses, space for them to practice, everything. So it can't just be podunk, you know, Ville. <laughs> but I am saying, like this, it just, I may be the only person on the planet fired up about this, but other people who have run cross country, I think will understand what I mean. Like, that's insane. It's just, this isn't track and field. They come to have a mental strategy game. And when you're stuck in a loop-de-loop, like on a hamster wheel, this oh isn't cross-country. <laughs> oh, my God. Rolled gravel and loop-de-loops is what's going to – I'm taking away from this episode so far <laughs> on this one. I, I'm glad you're so passionate about it, Jess. I just I am, and I'm not trying to be mad, but I am mad. You are No, I'm you tried to be mad on this one. Don't kid yourself. I just if – if it was me, if I was a senior and I had, you know – run really hard and like competed for four or five years and done my very best and i come to the championship meet and it's freaking gravel in a circle i'd be like what the heck this is track 
Okay. Well, how about this? Is this is back in the 1920s. Let, let's just say this, then. How about how about this? To 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 tie it all bow on it, it didn't seem to matter much to one particular individual whether it was rolled gravel in Tallahassee, Florida, or on a loop, because uh, some pretty great things happened. Why don't you talk about that? Because I'm still trying to calm down. Yeah. Why don't you go go sit over in the corner for a second and just <laughs> get a take a breather. And don't think about loop-de-loops, hamster wheels, and rolled gravel. How about that? Just, okay. You know, okay. <laughs> you know, my thing at the beginning of this season was sand traps, and yours now is rolled gravel. So that's just the way things go at this point. Which I still don't understand what that is, so I've got to Google it. Yes, go go Google that and just see if you can figure out what that is at the time while you calm down. Uh, but the race, as we already said, uh, included 35 teams from the South region. Uh, and we can thankfully say that while the team of Auburn – did not do super great in terms of getting close to being able to go further on as a team. We are able to celebrate today an incredible accomplishment by none other than Joyce Camelli, who won the whole dang entire thing on the individual nature. I mean, come on, round of applause for her. I was expecting her to be in competition for one of those final four spots. As we talked about already, she did it in fourth last year and made it to the championships but you want to talk about stepping up your game you don't stepping up your game to me means hey i'm gonna get third or second she just said uh forget that i'm gonna take the whole field today joyce camelli our senior lady going out in style dominated the entire race and won 15 seconds ahead of the second place finisher she did that's that's pretty significant correct jessica i was about to say she didn't just win she annihilated this thing. I mean, 15 seconds. Y'all try to do a plank for 15 seconds, and if you're out of shape, that's a long time. I got tired just thinking about trying to do a plank for 15 seconds. Thank you. You don't think 15 seconds is a long time until you're actually doing something athletic. No, it's, it's true. It's uh, it's quite a bit of distance between cross-country runners there. And, uh, again, she ran a 6K, her official time, 19 minutes, 59.5 seconds, and it's her second consecutive appearance in the NCAA championships i mean she just seemed like she was super excited about this oh i mean wouldn't you be oh yeah so think about it it's her senior year this is her last chance to go to the championship meet and she didn't just qualify i mean she qualified better than anybody else could qualify right yeah i agree i, I think this is an incredible accomplishment it's one it's it, it's it, it means something no matter what time of uh your college career you're in but to do it as a senior and this is my last go around i mean that's just an incredible feat to do there uh, would you like me to run through the rest of our competitors to do while we continue to expound upon the greatness that is Joyce Camelli? Absolutely. But uh, first. But first. I figured out what rolled gravel is. Okay. It looks like gravel. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> you looks- spent about five minutes in the background there investigating rolled gravel, and the best you can come with up with is it's, it looks like gravel. That's literally exactly that it, is the except hard, that it doesn't look like it's jagged pieces. It looks like little round rocks instead that is of jagged the rocks. Hard hitting analysis you can expect on Tiger Tracks, folks. I mean, it is incredible here. Thank the Googles for me. But Thank, anyway, back anyway, to the other ladies. The other ladies we had competing in their respective times are Faith Bed, our sophomore, placed thirty fifth overall with a time of twenty one minutes and six seconds. Mercy Kiprop, a junior. Placed 53rd overall with a time of 21 minutes, 25.9 seconds. Abby Zane, a sophomore, placed 64th with a time of 21 minutes, 40.3 seconds. And Hannah Dial, a freshman, placed 69th in a time of 21 minutes, 44.1 seconds. So while we're celebrating Joyce Camelli and we're obviously really excited about her going on forward, what do you take away, Jessica, from 
you know, the other competitors here? So faith bet to place 35th is actually really, really good. So I'm proud of her because she's only a sophomore. She's got lots of time left. Um, but she was in the top 20% of the finishers. So I think that's really something to celebrate as well. Um, Mercy and Abby, obviously they are quality runners. They placed about exactly where I expected them to. Um, Hannah Dial, she was the fifth um, place for Auburn. However, she is our only freshman runner in the top five. So I'm very proud that she has been to this meet. She's gotten to see, you know, the level of competition we always talk about at the championship meets. It's completely different than just a regular season meet. So I'm glad that she got to experience that as a freshman and can prepare adequately for it next year. Right. And, you know, I wonder, I look at this a little bit, and is this a vision of the future here? Is Faith Bet going to lead the team next year? I mean, I would fully expect for her to be our next you know brenda kaigan joyce camelli i think she's got it in her she you know may just be a little slower burn and i have no problem with that and see i'd also ask and make the case for mercy kiproff as well because i think she's kind of had some moments there where she's shown the ability to do so as well but i think you've got a good one and two tandem there even though mercy didn't have a great at least in terms of comparing her to faith a great run uh when you compare the two there I wonder who is actually going to step up and take the place of Joyce because, I mean, it's one thing to take the place of someone who is going, you know, maybe in the top 10 regularly, but to to see someone who has consistently gotten better and ends up winning an entire regional, that's quite a feat. And a lot of it's a pretty big shoes to fill. Yep, I agree. I agree. And I don't think that anybody can ever fill her shoes, just like nobody filled Brenda Kaigan's shoes, but step up in that senior leader type space maybe yeah but I'm, I'm also very like you said encouraged by Hannah Dial as a freshman and I wonder what her trajectory is going to be going forward if this is like a good marking point to see where she's at right now in postseason uh, as a freshman where is she going to take a step up next or will we see her place in the top 40 the top 30 if we see her place in the top 30 in her sophomore year I wonder if we're going to see her by her junior and senior year in the top 15, top 10, maybe even higher. Well, you never know. We'll just have to we'll have keep to doing tiger tracks. Year. Yep. <laughs> so the men ran a 10K, which is actually really weird. So even Coach Barnett said something about this. This is 8K. But for some reason, the championship distance is 10K for both regionals and nationals. So Coach Barnett said that everyone is going to be working through it, and we're looking forward to the challenge. Basically, they haven't run 10Ks this season. So to me, again, this is another gripe that I have about cross country. That's kind of trash. How do you expect these men to know how to run this race? I know it. to somebody who's not cross country, it seems simple. You just move your legs. But there are literally logistical aspects of the run that you've got to factor in. And when you're factoring in split times and mile times and everything, it's completely different for an 8K than it is for a 10K. So it just, to me, it's a little disheartening because they haven't been competing in 10Ks. But, you know, the men stepped up to the challenge and did a really good job. So that's my two cents. Well, here's the question I have, though, Jessica. Surely we've known all season we were going to be running in a 10K at Tallahassee. Yes. So yes. why weren't we putting ourselves in position in races where there are going to be 10Ks? Is it just something that no other meets do? Uh, you know, I don't know that answer, but I'm assuming that's the case. There's but, not a meet with a 10K that's just a regular season meet that's close by or that has good competition. Because I'd like to think, and I have full faith that Coach Barnett and even Coach Ralph Spry, for that matter, who's overall of cross-country track and field, would be smart enough to start preparing us for 
a 10K if they know that's what's going to be at the championship level. So if we know that they are, then why is the NCAA setting us up for a scenario where no other opportunities are being given to run for a 10K? It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. I agree. And now I'm mad. I was mad about rolled gravel with you. Now I'm mad about a 10K. But to be fair, I'm more mad about the loop-de-loops. But anyway... So the first competitor for the Auburn men was Silas Kipnatek, and he placed 39th with a time of 31 minutes, 30.1 seconds. So after Silas, we had Andy Smith, who is a senior this year. So this is his last time to compete, and he finished 50th with a time of 31 minutes, 42.4 seconds. So just to the, to the normal person listening, you'd be like, oh, good job, Andy. But no. He improved by more than 70 places from his finish his junior year last year. So that's huge. So very, very proud of Andy. But let me take a little second there, too. And I'm not trying to take away from anything Andy did, but you also have to factor in that you're running with a whole different set of individuals, not to mention who is, who is and not making the regional play, but who is graduated, who has moved on to a different regional, gone to a different school. So I'm not trying to take anything away from what Andy's done, but I think the 70 places, I think some of that you can account for just the variation that happens in your level of competition. However, you can expect a little variation. 70 places is extreme. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I want to be sure to say that I'm not taking away from what he did, because even with that variation accounted for, I'd say that he's easily seeing, at at minimum, accounting for that, a 50-place improvement of that, which is incredible. Yes, absolutely. So next we had Jack Rogers, who placed 82nd with a time of 32 minutes, 28.8 seconds. Then Tommy McDonough placed 91st in 32 minutes, 41.7 seconds. And the final Auburn finisher was Hunter Harwell, who placed 124th in 33 minutes, 32.1 seconds. And I just want to remind everybody that Hunter is, again, a freshman. So just like Hannah, this is a great experience meet for both of them, just to kind of get their feet wet and see what they have in their future. Yeah, and Hunter doesn't have as great of a showing proportional-wise as opposed to a uh, Hannah did for the women there, but you got the competition is always different. I mean, for, for gosh sakes, they're running in a 10K. Uh, I, I get tired just thinking about an 8K, much less a 10K. So there's a lot of that playing in here as well. So I'm shocked we didn't see Evan Rogers, Jack Rogers' brother, uh, placing as we've seen him do throughout the season in this one as well. Uh, right. But all names that we're familiar with, and Silas is clearly the leader here at, at our sophomore. A great way to go out for Andy Smith as a senior here. So we, we see our seniors, our respective ones there, and Joyce and Andy doing it big as they head off. <laughs> I agree. So I think this overall was a really fantastic regional meet. What I mean, you when, you, when you've got an individual winner, yeah, I'd say that's an incredible meet. Uh, yes, but I mean, for men and women, holistically. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I would say this. The common theme this year has been the women are doing much bigger things overall than the men, but it's not right. like they've been at the back of the pack. There's a lot of improvement that we've seen. I mean, as you've already pointed out, Andy Smith, a 70-place finish here. Uh, so don't get discouraged on the men. Uh, they're just kind of in a different time and place, and their structure is a program. And yep. the women have just had the the not the luxury, but just the advantage, I think, of having some great uh, female athletes leading them, such as we've already the lineage of Brittany Kaigen down to Mercy Kiprop, and now even we're discussing Faith Bet or uh, excuse me, Joyce Camelli and then Mer- Faith Bet and Mercy Kiprop. So they're just in different times and places as programs right now. I agree. Well, there's only one meet left, obviously. 
since we've already been to regionals. So we've got the championship meet. So that meet will be November 23rd. It will be the final meet of the 29-2019 cross-country season. So that's the NCAA cross-country championship meet in, Kyle, help me, Terre Haute, Indiana? Uh, that's how I would have said it. So you're you're golden in my book. Okay. Well, somewhere in Indiana. They're going back. Um, and Joyce Camelli will be the only competitor for Auburn. So she will compete in the 6K at 11.15 a.m. So I put what time it was because to me that's significant because if you're in indiana at the end of november it's probably cold as crap oh yeah <laughs> it's freezing cold there and think about this too I believe correct me if i'm wrong jessica this was her first race of the season at the indiana location wasn't it well yes but not Terre Haute. it was at uh south bend okay north but- bend Yes, something bend. It was where Notre Dame is. So I do think that that this is going to be an advantage for her that she's already been in the climate a little bit. And it was cold when she was up there. Uh, They always run early in the morning. So it's not something that she's not going to be unaccustomed to. Uh, And when you're coming off a championship, well, not championship, but a first place finish in regionals, that's you've got to think that she is looking to go for the complete uh, package here. And I'm I'm not calling for her to win the entire thing. But I would bet that we're going to see her finish in the top five or very close to it. And I will stand by that prediction. Okay. Well, I would say probably top seven, um, just because I don't know what the competition from the other regions is. So I'm going to be a little more um, A little more you were like two spaces off from me. So come on. I think that's significant. I don't think it is. It would not shock me if she comes back with a medal. It really wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would be, you know, looking at the end of that that race on that day and not be completely shocked at all if we're seeing Auburn Athletics update us with a bronze, a silver. Heck, let's go for the, let's go for the gold. You know what? Let's do it. Come okay. on, Joyce, bring home the gold for the cross country team. Do it. I believe in you. I believe it too. So, but when we talk about that meet, we're actually going to do a wrap up of the entire 2019 cross country season. It's been a great season. It's been one for the books. It's been one of the shortest seasons in terms of how many meets um, Auburn competed in. So, looking forward to that. But until then, if anybody wants to talk about cross country with me, you can find me on Twitter at Jessica Loomis RN. And Kyle, if anybody wants to talk about cross country with you, where can they find you? If you want to talk with me and not be mad about rolled gravel, you can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. Well, that's all we have for you for the regional meet for cross country. So War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?